Hello, welcome to Hope Church Harrogate's Message of the Week. If you'd like to connect with us, please head over to hopeharrogate.co.uk forward slash connect. We'd love to hear from you. So today, friends, it's good to see you all. It's good to be back uh, in our second week of our new series. Uh, If you missed last week, then please go check it out. But this is what we're looking at. Uh, We are in week two of the Great Commissioning, is what we're calling it. It's a series uh, that's reminding us of um, what we as Christians are called uh, to as people who follow uh, Jesus. Uh, so let's buy, uh, start by reading uh, Matthew 28, 16 again together. Uh, so when you grab your Bibles, let's read uh, this together. Here we go. So Matthew 28, 16 to 20. Uh, then the 11 disciples, they went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always. I am with you always to the very end of the age. Great. Uh, Last week then we saw, just a quick recap, that Jesus has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Uh, We saw that godly authority is a good thing. It's about blessing. It's about protecting. It's about releasing. Uh, That's what Jesus does. Uh, He's taking care of the sins of the world. He, He restores people. He gives them new spiritual life and he's sending them out saying, therefore, go. Uh, And that's what I want to look at today, that bit there, therefore, go. Two words. Go and do what? Go and make disciples of all nations. And do you know that when when we said yes, when you and I said yes to following Jesus, uh, you signed up to love the nations of the world, just like Jesus loves the nations of the world. You see, the Great Commission is is actually a co-mission. It's we are on mission with Jesus. It's him and us together. And Jesus' mission is a mission of love to the nations of the world. His plan uh, for the earth is that the earth is to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the seas. And a quick look at the news this week tells you that that mission is not yet complete. And so today we're going to see that as followers of Jesus, it's not really a question of should we go and join him, but rather a question of how do we go? And this is where I've got to be honest, because for much of my Christian life, which is uh, 32 years since I said yes to Jesus, this has not always been a priority for me in my faith. I mean, I've had plenty of faith to send others, and that's important too. In fact, it's one of the things that, that we really love about this Hope Church family. We have bags of faith to send people. Just think of the faith it took to send the team to Vancouver. Uh, huge faith to finance that new church plant, uh, huge faith to keep on praying for them. Uh, we're a church that has faith to send, and it's a good thing. It's a godly thing. We want to say, well done, Hope Church. But for me, I've also realized that there's something more required of us than just faith for sending others. And personally, I've realized that I've, I've had problems sometimes with the idea that Jesus could be commanding me to go. I, I I wonder, 
am I the only one here that struggles with the idea that God might require me to therefore go? Over the last six months, God's been lovingly challenging me as I've read this great commission. Am I willing to go, to go and make disciples? And God, without any sense of trying to shame me in any way, because that's not what God's like. And in fact, if at any point you feel shamed into doing something for God, that is not God speaking to you. Instead, God has lovingly been convicting me of the lack of disciple making fruit in my life. I've had to take a hard look at my Christian walk and ask myself, how many people who are far from God have come to know Jesus as a direct result of my faith? And then gone on to really become disciples of Jesus. And do you know what that number is? I think it's about five. I think I can count about five people in 32 years who have come to know Jesus because of knowing me. Now, there may be others, I'm sure, who I'm not aware of. And of course, what I'm not saying is that the fruit of my faith is solely measured uh, just by people coming to Jesus. I, I get that. But if what I received in Jesus really is the good news, surely I should expect more than just five new disciples in 32 years. And I've realized that although I do believe in the Great Commission, I'm not really, well, I've not really been following Jesus in that area. I've, I've kind of almost delegated it to someone else at time or to the evangelists or to the extroverts in church or to another generation even. But here's what God has been breaking my heart for in the last few months. And I really believe this is actually for us as a church too. The Great Commission isn't just for the evangelists or the extroverts or another generation. It's for all of us in our generation right now. Think about this. There is a generation of people who are alive right now who are far from God, who will die without knowing the saving love of Jesus. And until recently, as I've reflected on that, it seems like that didn't really bother me. Does it bother you? Let me just give us some numbers to help visualize things. Just, just here in the Harrogate area, there's 75,000 people, roughly, and most of whom are far from God. There are 600,000 people in North Yorkshire, thereabouts. Most of them are far from God too. In the UK, there are 5 million people in unreached people groups. That's 5 million people, many of whom are actually from other nations, God brings other nations to us that have never heard the message of Jesus Christ. Look at this. This area here, this is known as the 1040 window in the world. And it's estimated that in this region, there are 3.13 billion people who have never heard about Jesus. Friends, this is in our generation right now. I mean, what do we do about this? What will it take to reach these people with the good news of Jesus? I don't know about you, but when I look at those numbers, the problem can feel so big, so overwhelming that I can think the Great Commission, this therefore go, ah, it just seems so impossible. I mean, what difference can I really make? Little me. And so I end up missing the joy of being part of this commission that Jesus has called me to, has called you to, has called us to, Hope Church. Fortunately, though, there is real encouragement for us today because Jesus has an answer to that problem for us. I want to unpack what it means to therefore go. And we'll see that all of us have a key part to play in this commission with Jesus. So first of all, then, 
I never like to get too academic in my preaches, but it's important to know at the start that the words therefore go in the original language of the Bible just can't sit there on their own like that. Uh, they are grammatically linked to the intentional action of the Greek word make that follows them. We have to read them go and make together. If you were to read this in the original language, the grammar would be telling you this going that Jesus is talking about, it carries an intentionality about it. We're not just to wait and see if we make disciples as we go about our normal daily lives. The, the word structure itself that Jesus is using is showing us that if we say we follow Jesus, there's an intentionality required about making disciples. So if you want to sum up this preach in, in one point right now, the one thing uh, to, to take away from today is to remember this. When we're driven by love, we'll intentionally go. When we're driven by love, we'll intentionally go. Now, there's two things that I want to sort of make sure that we notice about that. There's two things we need to see here. First of all, we need to see the model that is set for us. Jesus is our model. Jesus is asking us to do what he and his father did. What does uh, John 3.16 say? We love this first well-known, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God so loved. God was driven by perfect love. The Father was driven by love to send Jesus. Jesus was driven by love for us to go. What kind of going was it? It was intentional. I mean, God didn't just make those first 12 disciples by accidentally being born into humanity, did he? No, it was intentional. It was, it was intentional. There was, there was detail. There was it was, a, it was at a point in history. It was to a certain people group. It was in a particular town that Jesus was born 2,000 years ago. Like we're only here today because Jesus was intentionally willing to go, to trade his throne for a manger, to trade the crown of heaven for a crown of thorns on earth. And the disciple John, he loves to point this out lots in the Bible. He says in, uh, in 1 John 4, he says this, we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Jesus was willing to go and he was asked, he's asking us to do the same. Uh, John 17, 18 records Jesus saying, uh, praying uh, uh, this to his father about his disciples before his death. He prays, as you have sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Then in John 20, 21, after Jesus comes back to life, uh, Jesus said this to his disciples, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Friends, we need to see the model that Jesus gave us. When we're driven by love, Jesus, just as Jesus was driven by love, will intentionally go just as Jesus went. Secondly, then, we need to see, we need to see the call. What is it that Jesus has given us responsibility for and what has he not given us responsibility for? And this is important. This is really important because otherwise you can take on what you're not made to carry. And that's the quickest way to burn out. And there's a story in Luke 10 that helps us understand our responsibility in this. And the story goes a bit like this. Uh, Jesus one day sends out his followers in pairs into the local towns around them uh, to tell unreached people uh, the good news. Uh, but before he goes, uh, Jesus encourages them saying, hey, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Go. I'm sending you. Now, do you see in this story so far, he's sending them out with intentionality and with responsibility. 
responsibility to be expectant. Hey, the harvest is plentiful, so go and speak to the unreached people. He wants them to be expectant that there are many in the towns waiting to hear this news. The story continues with Jesus basically saying to them, go everywhere into every town. Some people will welcome you, but some won't. When you find those who are open to the message, stay there, share, share some more with them. But if they're not open, then move on. Jesus is saying here, our responsibility is to intentionally go to everyone around us, to be ready to share the hope that we have in Jesus with everyone, whether that's your family, whether that's friends, strangers at the supermarket, people at the school gates, colleagues at work, mates at school, and yes, for some of us, maybe even to other nations. But it's not so much about where your feet are, but where your heart is. Is your heart ready to be intentional about sharing with everyone? Because when we're driven by love, we'll intentionally go. That's our responsibility. But remember, we're not responsible for how everyone responds. God is the one that saves, not us. Jesus said in John 6, 44, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them. Friends, not everyone we go to is ready yet to respond to the message. And we don't have to carry that burden. So let's make sure we understand our responsibility in this commission, because if we don't see the call clearly, here's what can happen. If, we, if we're not driven by love, we may still intentionally go, but it'll be the wrong kind of going. And that's when we can fall into the trap of just turning people into projects, into numbers, into just story, stories to tell. And that's not what the commission is about. No, we go and we love people far from God. We, we serve them. We share the message of Jesus simply because Jesus loves us and we know that he loves them too. Uh, whether they respond to the message or not, we treat them the same with dignity, with kindness. And in Acts 16, there's this story that shows us this in action. There's this Christian called Paul. He's, he's visiting the city of Philippi and he's about his normal business on that day when he sees a group of women gathered by the side of a river. And because he's a Jesus follower, he's driven by love of Jesus to intentionally go to them. And he shares the story of Jesus with the ladies. One of them is called Lydia. And then the story writer says that God does this next. It says, then the Lord opened Lydia's heart to respond to the message. The Lord opened Lydia's heart in that moment to respond to Paul's message, to the stories of Jesus that he was telling her. You see, Paul's call, his responsibility was to intentionally go to Lydia in that moment, but it was God's responsibility to open her heart. Do you see the distinction? Now, I found this so freeing in the last few months on my journey of, of, of growing in obedience to the command, therefore go. It, it's, freed me to, it's freed me to be intentional about approaching people like Lydia everywhere I go. I'm just expectant that the harvest is plentiful but I'm not taking on the responsibility of salvation. If I get rejected by people, I'm just called to intentionally go to intentionally love them. And that story of Lydia has, has also provoked me to multiply my prayer for those far from God. Like God is you that opens the hearts of those far from you. God, would you open their hearts? That's, that's the prayer I'm praying most right now. And everywhere I go, I'm growing in this habit of just praying for what I see. Uh, I joke with people, just literally pray for what you see. And you might want to try this. In fact, I invite you to try this with me this week. Uh, when, I, when I see someone passing me in the street, 
I just pray for them in my heart. God, open their heart to hear the message. As I pass that row of houses on the way to the shops, God, open the hearts of the people in that home there. As I cycle through the traffic jams, God, open the heart of the guy in that car there and that one there. And yes, that one that just cut me up, that one too. What about this one? Why not try praying for empty park benches? God, open the heart of the next person that sits on that bench. Just pray for what you see. And kids, you can join in with this too. At school, you can pray things like, God, open the heart of the next person who sits on the chair after me or who bounces that ball after me. Like, Give it a go this week. God answers those prayers. Intentional going, I believe it starts with intentional praying. God, open hearts of those far from you. And you know what? God is repeating the story of Paul and Lydia in our time. It's not just a Bible story. It's a story for our time. God is so, so faithful. And I've had more opportunities to share with people far from God in the last two months than the last 32 years. That's what happens when we start praying like that. God's given me opportunities to love complete strangers by just listening to their story in the moment. I found that listening, friends, is one of the best ways that we can love people right now in our time. People have got stories that they want to share, struggles that they want to share. They've got no one, many of them have got no one else to, to speak to. We can listen and love. And as I listen to these people's stories, sometimes I found that they are open to me praying for them. Sometimes even allowing me to retell a relevant story of Jesus that will encourage them in their situation. Now, not everyone. Has been open to that several haven't several have walked walked away not wanting to talk to me uh, another guy though he said outright i do not want to be witness to but you can pray for my leg not interesting i found that most people if um if you talk to them they are actually open to being prayed for i tend to ask them genuinely hey is there a is there like one miracle you need in your life right now that i could pray for and that often gets a yes and then i just dive in just pray for them real quick then and there but sometimes they say, no, thanks. And that's okay. Because remember, our call is to be driven by love to intentionally go to them. God's responsibility is to open their hearts. And Beth and I are finding that he really, really does. Uh, he really does. He is the one who opens, opens hearts. Uh, we just had the joy of being able to share simple stories of Jesus with strangers in the last three weeks and just watch God do amazing, amazing things. Like the stories of Jesus simply retold, just like we practice in our breakout rooms and we'll do so in a few moments. Those stories really are powerful. They have the power to birth life-saving faith in the hearts of those far from God as God answers our prayers. <laughs> and we've seen him, we've seen him do it, open people's hearts to respond to his message. It's just been such a joy, wonderful thing to witness to see two people give their lives to Jesus in the last three weeks. Five people in 32 years, and then suddenly God gives us two people in three weeks. What's made the difference? Simply being willing to obey Jesus when he says, therefore, go. We're driven by love, so we intentionally go. But friends, this isn't just for me as a church leader. It requires no special gift or experience in Christian ministry. It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for one day or 70 years. The call, therefore, go is for all of us who call ourselves Jesus followers. So I want to encourage us as I finish. Let us respond this week intentionally together 
I said earlier, intentionally going starts with intentionally praying. It's not a coincidence that the Try Praying books were posted through your door this week. That's if you're part of the local church here. And if your uh, address was correct on church week, if it wasn't, then let us know if you've not received it yet. But if you've got those books, if, 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 that's, if, if you're part of the local church, would you join us with that? Join us using those books for the next seven days. And as you pray, why not be expectant of whom Jesus might want to, uh, uh, for you to give that book to at the end of this week? And then let's be intentional about giving them away. You do your bit and intentionally go and ask God to do his bit and open people's hearts.